You are listening to You Should Write a Book with Camille Pagan. I'm Camille, a master certified coach, the best-selling author of 10 books, and the founder of Even Better Co. Each week, I coach aspiring to establish authors on how to write books, actually enjoy the process, and create even better writing careers. I am so excited. I have such a treat for you today. I have my former editor from Lake Union, Jody Warshaw, who is now a developmental editor that I send so many of my clients to. She's just an amazing person. So we're going to talk today about how to work with a developmental editor and all things publishing. Jody, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I am absolutely thrilled to be talking with you and thrilled that we're still connected after working on so many books together. Yeah, we worked on, I don't even know how many, but most of the books that I published with Lake Union. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. And they're so all fun. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thanks to you, right? Thanks, and I'm not saying that lightly. Um, as you know, I'm a big believer in editing. I really think that it can take a book to the next level. I'm curious to know, how did you go from someone who liked books to editing them? Well, um, that's a good question. I was always an avid reader. And then I got into publishing um, at a really young age, I was an intern when I was about 22 at Alfred A. Knopf in New York. And so I was this like suburban girl who showed up in New York having no idea what she was getting into. Wow. Um, And I found that I loved it. I mean, I loved, I always knew that I loved books, but there was something about um, working with an author, um, collaborating that just really spoke to me. I did want to be a writer when I was younger and I did try my hand at it. And I it's, it's hard. It, and yeah. I think that's, that's something that, um, you know, people say writing's hard all the time. And I think that people who are not in the industry or have not been writers just kind of roll their eyes and they're like, oh, you know, you're just writing stories, but it is right. not that easy. It takes yeah. so much discipline and will and desire, and you have to keep your butt in the chair. And I had yeah. such a hard time with that. And I'm, I also found that I am a much better, like I said, collaborator. I love Mm -hmm. seeing what somebody else has put on the page and then, um, you know, sort of expanding outward and being like, well, you could do this, you could do that. And just having ideas. And, and also, um, what I love about, uh, editing is taking what an author is saying or wants to say and making sure that her intention is coming across on the page. Cause I think that Mm. a lot of writers they know the story so well. Yeah. They've lived it. They're so close to the characters that they forget that a reader coming to the page does not have all this backstory and all this background knowledge. Yeah. And um, so lots of times an author's intent is different from what is actually relayed on the page. And I find that really, really satisfying. But it's also really tricky to tease that out with an author because I never want to be too prescriptive. Yeah, but you never are. I can say this because we work together so closely. Um, I've never seen you do that. I almost feel like that that understanding you have of the process that like mm-hmm. it is hard. It's discipline. Mm-hmm. That empathy, from my point of view, keeps you from ever doing that. Like you just show up with so much empathy for writers. Oh, that's good to hear, and I'm glad yeah. because I I married a writer, so I'm yeah, there. You go. Then. on both sides, um, and so I understand, you know, innately that you know this is the writer's like vision and life and writing Mm -hmm. is a very very lonesome lonesome job in that you are in it by yourself and you are the you are the decider you are the only one 
yep. gets to make up the story and everybody else that comes to it is going to have their own subjective opinion. And that's yeah. what I always try to um, reinforce in my working with um, authors is that it's their story mm-hmm. and in no way do they have to, you know, like I said, I love coming up with ideas and I love making suggestions, but it's the author's story and they know it best and just to trust that they know their audience and they know what they want to say. And yeah. my job is almost like, I'm almost like a, a doula. Like I help them yes. birth the story. Story doula. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so it's it. up to the person to decide how they want to birth the, the you know, the story. It, yeah. But I'm there to bring it into the world in the hopefully the least painful way. Yeah. Um, oh, I love that. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. The story doula. So, you know, now you've transitioned out of uh, working for Amazon Publishing mm-hmm. and you work independently. Mm-hmm. How has that been? And what is it like to work with you now? I know hearing from my clients yeah. that they're thrilled, but I'm curious, how do you describe it to someone who's like, oh, I'm kind of curious to work with her. Mm-hmm. What's that like? Well, it is. Um, whereas when I was an acquisitions editor, um, I was juggling a million different tasks. So I was working on the contract, that yeah. cover direction, uh, mm-hmm. working with the marketing team, you know, all the things. Um, and in addition, I was shaping the content. And yep. what was really tough for me was I never felt like I was doing the best job at any one of those things because there were so many like moving pieces and so many expectations working for a publishing company in terms of meeting your sales goals and this and that. And so now that I am freelance, I have the freedom to work just like really deep dive into a manuscript and get in there in ways that I didn't have time to before. Yeah. And when I was an acquisitions editor, I mean, it's a great job in so many ways, but you're walking around in a state of insecurity all the time because you feel like I haven't, haven't given it as much time as I could have or should have or and now that I work on I mean I, I work on multiple manuscripts on a top at a time because they're all sort of in different stages right but when I'm working on a manuscript I am just with that manuscript immersed yeah. and um it's been wonderful because I can just dig in um and really weigh things out in ways that I didn't have the time to before Mm-hmm. So back to your question of what what it's like to work with me. Um, I like to just really uh, immerse myself in the manuscript. I like to have a call with the author first because I feel like so much of um, a successful editor-author relationship is based on trust. And so yeah. I want the author... I want to hear from the author how they like to be edited, if they like to be edited. Wow. Well, um, you know, because some people, you know, just are like, bring it. Yeah. You know, be, be as mean and cruel. And I would never do that. But they just want they everything. Want to like yeah. And then there's other authors, and they don't really say this, but I can get the sense that they're like, well, you know, I'm starting out or I just, you know. And so I know that I'm, I just kind of take the temperature of, yes. um who they are and where they're at and then tailor my approach that way and then I hope all dev editors are listening to this because this is not always the way I just think it's such a gift to work with anyone a coach an editor anyone in this business who says what would you like out of this experience Mm -hmm. like yeah that's amazing Jody well and that's the thing is like I have no skin in the game meaning like it's your book and an editor is invisible so it's not like I'm going to be like Oh, um, I'm, there's no 
glory or fame to editing. Yeah. And and so there's no point in me exerting my vision and being like, this is how you need to do it. Mm-hmm. I just want to make the book the best it can be. And like I've said a million times, I want to make sure that your intention is coming across so the reader gets the message that you're trying to send with whatever you're yeah. writing. Um, but go ahead. Oh, I just think that's fascinating because... I don't do book coaching at all. Um, I don't do story editing, but I will often talk through a story with my clients. Uh And one of the things that we often talk about is literally what you said, where the writer thinks it's so obvious that they're afraid Mm -hmm. to hit the reader over the head. Yeah. And I'm like, no, lean into theme. Even if you are writing literary fiction, it's okay. Mm -hmm. They have a point here, right? So it's Mm -hmm. really interesting to hear you say that. Yeah. And I think, you know, you know, when I first start working with an author, I just really want to reassure them that um, I'm not there to, I'm there to read the book as one of their readers would and come to it with the sort of Mm -hmm. questions that would pop into a reader's mind as she's reading. Like, I'm not trying to make sure that your story fits like whatever framework so-and-so said a a story needs to fit. I'm (laughs) Yeah, you know, I'm not trying to squish your manuscript into any certain sort of format. I'm trying to figure out who your reader is, how they would receive the story, what questions (laughs) they might have, and make sure that the reader walks away satisfied. I love that. Are you specializing in certain genres right now? Um, No, not necessarily. I mean, I had, um, because of my past um, working at Lake Union, I, um, primarily at Lake Union, I did a lot of, you know, your sorts of books, book yep. fiction, um, upmarket, contemporary fiction, um, a little bit of mystery and suspense, mm-hmm. uh, and then historical fiction. Yeah. yeah. I was looking at your list, uh, just on Publishers Marketplace before we uh-huh. met. And I was like, oh, so many good books. Yeah. So yes. you, just to name a couple of the people you've worked with, um, mm-hmm. in my mind, that are just amazing. Catherine uh, Ryan Hyde, Barbara uh-huh. Davis, Angie, uh, Amy Harmon, Maddie Dawson, uh-huh. like uh-huh. really standout writers. Yeah. You have all of this perspective on books that work. Like, is there anything that you can offer about what makes a book actually work in the marketplace? That is a really good question. And it's something that every acquisitions editor asks themselves and something that the board asks every acquisitions editor when she brings something to the board. Oh, fascinating. Uh, and so it, it, there's no secret sauce. And yeah, I think um, what I, a lot of it is timing and just synchronicity, but a lot of it mm-hmm. is actually I think what's most important is characters that you are just like, oh my God, I know that person. I want to know that person. I what would I do in that situation? So creating characters that oh. are in situations where you're just like, oh my God, what would I do? Yeah. And, um, you know, making sure that the character, I know this sounds so cliche, but is relatable. And yeah. I think that, um, you know, we hear so much about like, oh, that character's unlikable or this or that. Um, and I think that creating multifaceted characters is really difficult um, because... It, you know, they're the vehicle for the story. And so yeah. it's, I, I guess what I'm getting at is like, you have to have a balance between a uh, uh, propulsive plot line and a character mm-hmm. you want to stick with and see, um, be with up until the end, even if you don't really like her. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. So I love that you said that because 
relatability to me, and I know different people define it differently, mm -hmm. isn't likability. We've mm -hmm. all read books where the character is so perfect and you're just mm -hmm. like snooze fest or you want to, yeah. you know, yeah. I don't know, close the book. It's mm -hmm. just that seeing something in them that reminds you of humanity to me. Mm -hmm. You're like, yeah. what happens next? Will they or won't mm -hmm. they? Yeah. 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 So I interesting. Think, um, you know, with your books, that's where you really excel. I mean, I love that you always do your, your books deal with these heavy issues a lot of times, but the characters are so human and relatable and you do it with such a um main touch that I think oh, that you. it keeps readers the readers are like, oh, this is so like heavy and depressing because you show that, you know, like through it all, like there are moments of levity and moments of grace. And I think that that's yeah. really important when you're dealing with really, especially now where we live in a world that is so grim. Um, just showing oh, right. the... the <laughs> you got to add some humor that. and humanity to it or forget it. That's like I my know, point of view. Yeah, know, it's so true. It's so uh, true. Thank you. That's a really high praise. I truly appreciate that. Um, I'm curious when you are doing like a consult, that initial call, someone emails you, Jody, I want to work with you. What tells you that that writer is going to have a successful developmental editing experience with you? Um, that's a good question. Um, I think their willingness to be vulnerable, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. in that they're not, I can tell when somebody walk, that comes to me and they just want me to say, um, it's okay, what's good. Um, yep. and that's like the, that's not what I, they're, they shouldn't pay me to do that. You know, right. um, you're paying me to get in there and point out opportunities to strengthen. Um, yeah. So I think that an author that comes to me who is vulnerable, and that doesn't mean you have to like being edited. It doesn't mean you have to, right. you know, take everything that I say as God's given truth. Right. It just means like you need to be willing to open up and look at your work from a different perspective. Yeah. That's funny because that is exactly the person who benefits most from coaching. Really? Yeah, I always say exactly what you said, but just from a coaching perspective, everything I say is a suggestion, mm -hmm. never a directive, right? Yeah. And yeah. if it doesn't make sense for you, don't do it. Like mm -hmm. no skin in this game whatsoever. Yeah. And I do find that people that come and are just willing to consider have mm -hmm. the biggest gains the fastest. So mm -hmm. yeah, maybe it's, there's just I, a life view there. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's so true. And I love, I mean... Granted, I am working by myself in my basement. So I love talking to people about this stuff. I mean, I yeah. love like getting in there and, you know, talking about like, okay, so the reason I didn't ask her um, to marry him is because he was going to war or was it because he felt like he wasn't worthy? You know, like getting mm. into all of, yeah. I love talking about motivation and just like really exploring all of the different facets. Yeah. And so I love an author who is, who like wants to go there and do that. I, I have, I have great fun doing that. I feel like that motivation piece, you helped me see this in editing, right? If you understand why they're doing something, the whole storyline tends to fall into place. Mm -hmm. And that's something I didn't realize earlier in my writing career. And mm -hmm. now it just makes sense to me. It, you don't have to do the wound and all of that necessarily, mm -hmm. but you have to know why they're making that decision. Yeah. yeah. And then they make the next logical decision and the, the plot just kind of goes right along. So... Yeah, I mean, and it's tough too because like you want to know their backstory, but you don't want to stall out either researching their backstory or once you're on the page, you don't want to spend too much time 
you know, with them, like their interior ruminations, because you, you need the reader to get traction and, and, and turn the pages and want to know what's going to happen. So it's a fine yeah. balance. It's tricky. Oh, for sure. Um, I know like Kelly Harms and I spent a lot of time chatting and she's also at Lake Union and we uh-huh. joke that we're going to get mugs that say, let us in. Because we always get the, tell us what's going on in the kitchen. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Let us into their head. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But there is certainly the other end of the spectrum. It is a fine balance of like okay. what's going on with them, but also uh-huh. where is the plot? So, yep. yeah. And, you know, what I've always admired about your work is that you trust the reader to make their own inferences. Like you do not tell the reader constantly how to feel. I mean, I think that there's a fair amount of that is fine and it's good and it informs, you know, uh, the reader who the character is, but um, I really admire writers who have um, restraint and don't feel like they need to tell you how to process what you just showed the author processing. Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah. I uh, I think that and the ability to be disliked, right? <laughs> well, I, I'm I, terrible at that. Yeah. I think my worst fear is somebody not liking me. So <laughs> I would say having now coached hundreds of people, that's everyone's uh-huh. worst fear. Really? Yeah, God. But there's so much on the other side of that when you can mm-hmm. just say, I'm willing to not be liked. Yeah. I'm willing for my work to not be liked. I often get comments about my work of like, oh, I just wanted to shake her, which, by the way, that's slightly violent language, not my favorite. But but I'm like, yeah, and you kept reading all the way to the end, right? I yeah. see that in my read through. So yeah, just being willing to accept that in a way mm-hmm. is a gift for your work, I that's think. That's true. I mean, that's the thing that I would always tell authors when I was an acquisitions editor. You know, they would, their book would publish and they would call me and be like, oh my God, I got these bad reviews and this and that. And I would have to talk them out and be like, do you like every book you read? No. no. So not everybody's going to like your book and that's okay. And it's horrible mm-hmm. and it's hard to hear. And it's hard not to internalize it and think yeah. that everybody else thinks the same thing. But it's just a fact of life. You're never going to please every single person. No. And I think there's a reason why books that are a little controversial tend to sell so well. Not saying create it on purpose, but maybe be able to embrace that. Yeah. 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 Indeed. Yeah. And also just don't read your reviews. Anyone listening, like if you can't handle it, I say you can manage your mind around almost anything, but maybe you just Mm -hmm. don't want to. So I don't read mine anymore. There's nothing good there. Yeah. Right for you, though. I admire that. That's great. Yeah, it's well, it's healthy for me. My therapist can attest to this. I just have like, I'll have my husband um, look for useful information, not yeah. just the things that like pump up your ego. Mm-hmm. But if he's seeing a theme among reviews, like something I get a lot is I would love for this book to be longer. I have that in mind now that I'm writing my next book. I'm not saying I'm going to use it for sure, but that's really yeah. interesting to me. So I'm yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. maybe there's something yeah. there. But yeah. I'm not going to read those comments myself. No, no, because then you just get into the nitty gritty and spiral. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So is there anything you wish more writers knew about the editing process or publishing or storytelling where you're just like, I wish more people knew this? I wish more people knew how long it takes. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny. I coached on that yesterday. You did? I love hearing you say this. Yeah, tell me everything. So... It takes long in many ways. I mean, it takes a long time to write. It takes a long time to edit because if you're working with a developmental editor, I mean, my process is I read the entire book. I just sit down and read it straight and I don't take any notes. Yeah. So there's the many hours that go into reading it. And then I sit down and I read it in front of my computer line by line mm-hmm. and I take copious notes. Wow. And then I go back and I collate all those notes. 
I write up this um, letter and then I give it to the author and then the author needs time to digest it and think about yeah. it. And and then, you know how it is, if if, if you do pull a thread in a manuscript, you know, follow that thread all the way through. The, the, all the end. way through, yep. <laughs> Even one change where she's like, I, you know, okay, I'm going to have her break up with so-and-so. And then like chapter 18, oh no, like what am I going to do? Like everything changes. Yeah. Yeah. So that takes a long time. So I always tell authors, allow yourself plenty of time. Don't think you can just go in and just accept and reject the changes. Because lots of times there's, you know, larger structural um, or, uh, issues or I might have ideas like where I see opportunity to really develop this character in this way that to further inform and to raise right. attention. Um, so that takes a long time. And then once you finish the manuscript, getting it published can take freaking forever because it can. And you it's just the game. It's the game. I mean, <laughs> not only does it take time to find an agent, but then it takes time for the agent to place the book. Yeah. And then once the book is placed, the editor at the publishing house has to find a position, uh, you know, a spot on the calendar. And then once you have the spot on the calendar, you have to go through the whole production process. And then once all of that's done, there's the um, cover design and then there's the paper printing binding. There's the shipping. Yes. Like, it is epic. It and is so, so much. I wish that <laughs> I wish that authors knew that. Um, but I don't want them to be discouraged because, you know, I, I don't want them to think that their pursuit is, you know, for naught and that, you know, three years down the road, who knows? Because people get published all the time. Well, that's the thing. Have... They do get published all the time. And even if it takes 18 months or two years to get your book mm -hmm. out, mm -hmm. hopefully, if you want to be a career author, that's really who I coach or people who want to create a career out mm -hmm. of this thing. You're working on other books. It's yeah. almost like you just have to get into that pipeline. Mm -hmm. Not every book will work out and that's awful. Yeah. But yeah, I just think if people could hear what you're saying and just accept that this is mm -hmm. what we signed up for. Yeah. And if that's intolerable to you, there are other options. Self-publishing, mm -hmm. you can do it much faster. I know. But you have to do all of those pieces. So I know, like, I know. And that's like the marketing, that's promotion. I like that is where. Yeah. Yeah. I, that would be difficult for me. But the other thing that I wish um, authors knew, and I touched on this before, is just that I, as an editor, am here to help. Mm -hmm. um, not change and to figure out what you want to say and make sure you're saying it in a way mm -hmm. that the reader understands. So like mm -hmm. the collaborative part, like I'm, as soon as I feel like I have overstepped and somebody's like, well, that's not, that's not what I wanted. Then I'm like, wow, okay. I need to like, you know, kind of re-earn my trust here and, and yeah. make clear that like, this is not about me. It's about you telling your story and me helping you. Yeah. It's truly a team effort in a way that we don't see because the writing itself is so solitary. There's yeah. no way around that unless you hire a ghostwriter. Um, yeah. But something my coach offered me several years ago when I first started getting coached that changed my perspective greatly um, was just having this idea of we're all on the same team. Mm -hmm. Literally every yeah. person, you and I had a great working relationship, but There'd be times where I was like, oh, this cover, I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. And my coach would just be like, do you think everyone is working with you, for you on the same team? And just mm -hmm. that single thought changed yeah. so much for me. Yeah. So yeah. collaboration is everything. Yeah, I'm in complete agreement. Yeah, so good. Are there any fun trends you see in publishing right now that you're like, oh, I would love to see more of these books or 
Is it more like oh my god, evergreen perennial stuff is always going to work? That, that is such a tough question. And again, as an acquisitions editor, it's something I was always trying to puzzle out. I mean, with historicals, we saw for so long it was our World War II. Yeah. Um, and it was just like, wow, every angle on World War II and felt like it had been done. And so at the time, I was like, well, what's next? Like, you know, I'm just it's like the Korean War. Like, I was always trying to yes. come up with what the next Sorry, thing dude. would be. Um, and I learned my lesson the hard way that it does not do anyone any good to be really like prescriptive about like, oh, you should write a book about X, Y, or Z. Because if it's not coming from the author, if it's not something they want, they feel in their hearts they want to write about, it is pointless to say, here's what I think is going to be really happening soon. Yes. And I have, I've had so many cockamamie ideas that I'm like, thank God that author did not do what I told him to <laughs> do. Oh my gosh, that's half the books I come up with. I'll just sit on it. And then later I'm like, what on God's green earth were you thinking? No, it's good if you, I hope you write them all down because someday you might come back to them and be like, okay, here's the time for, I mean, I remember like really wanting to do an upstairs, downstairs type of um, book where it was like apocalyptic and all of the help lived upstairs because they were closer to the radiation and the rich people lived downstairs. Oh my gosh. And I was like, and then there could be romance and all of this and that. And I was trying to get an author to do this. And she was just like, no. Yeah. But I still think it's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There might be a third act here in which you write this particular book. I don't know. I like all the time I'm telling my husband, like, what if I did this or that? But I cannot keep my butt in the chair and I cannot actually get my own sentence on the page. So I'm much better off working with other people's right. <laughs> That's <laughs> fascinating. So yeah. I do write things down and what I've noticed over the years, and this is just the benefit of having done this part of publishing for 12 years, my ideas will often have babies later. Oh, interesting. The single ideas are often ridiculous on their own, but then I will put it with something else that was kind of like marinating. Yes, and yeah. often by marinating, I mean years. Um, uh-huh. uh, I'm Fine and Neither Are You, which is one of my most successful books came from two ideas that I had that mm-hmm. I finally figured out how to put them together. And then mesh together. Yeah. yeah. Like a marriage list and then a friend with an opioid problem. And I was like, yeah. oh, these two things. And they seem like completely so opposite. Different. Like how far away from each other on the spectrum could they be? Like a yes. two-day list for your husband and then my friend who accidentally yeah. overdoses. Yes. And I had no idea she had a pill problem. So... Just and never it, know. And you pulled it off. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Let this be a lesson to all of us to not just not dismiss our ideas outright keep trying yeah, on totally yeah mm-hmm. um so interesting the way things come to to pass mm-hmm. one of the things that i coach on both in group and individually and on this podcast so many people have this belief that if a project doesn't work out they've wasted their work mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. there's this deep feeling of everything must count and i just now see from this perspective that that's not true it is it all goes toward your your career it mm-hmm. all goes somewhere, even if the book itself doesn't get published. It's like, absolutely, the work is worth it. So, yeah. Absolutely. And not just like, it's not as if you're going to recycle that work necessarily, but it's just, you, you just build on it. Yeah. Yeah. It made you a better writer. It made you a mm-hmm. stronger writer. So, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. good. No work is wasted, people. Nope. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah. I just want authors to know that there is joy in editing um, in yeah. terms of, it can seem grindy and it can seem difficult, mm-hmm. but there's um, there's so many avenues that you can open up just by, you know, investigating little bits and pieces that yeah. an outside reader might point out to you. 
Yeah, I agree. I because I had this very unusual circumstance of my first two books weren't heavily edited. Um, for whatever reason, it just worked out that way. And by book three, I had a heavy, 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 heavy edit on that book and the following one. Mm -hmm. Um, and you helped me learn to love the editing process because in a way it's refinement. Mm -hmm. And if you are just curious about where it can go, it really Mm -hmm. does lead to a better book. Yeah. 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 So thank you for that. Well, thank you. Like, yeah, over my like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate editing. I'm like, oh no, I don't. I still love drafting. It's this you beautiful possibility. Rather. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But I see that I would never put out a book without being edited because it mm-hmm. simply would not have the same quality. It just wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good so, to know. Yeah, this is amazing, and I um, thank you for being here. I just love the kind of behind the curtains look at publishing. Mm-hmm. as well as the editing process. I think people are going to be fascinated to hear this because there's often this talk about upstairs, downstairs kind of view mm-hmm. that somehow people in publishing are different than writers in that, mm-hmm. you know, they could just do things differently and it would all work differently. But it yeah. is a really complicated process of making art into a business. Yep. And that's what, I mean, that's what was so heartbreaking about publishing is that it is commerce. Yeah. At the end of the day, right? it's about selling books. And the editor is in, the acquisitions editor is in the tricky spot of having to please everybody. You know, yes, she needs to sell copies of the book. So she needs to reassure the decision makers that this is the right choice, right bet. And yep. then she has to champion the author and make the manuscript the best it can be while still sticking with the the author's um, vision. And what I would like to say is that because it is commerce, it's really difficult for an editor when they have to do things because they're told it will sell more books. Yeah, right. When when it's not a choice they would have made or a choice that the author wants to make, it is brutal. And that's what I found that so hard about my position, like being that middle person and I'm a middle child, so I think that I was I already was kind of well aware of like how you have to um, sort of diplomatically talk to each party and make sure that you they know that you are doing what is best for the book. Yeah. And which is so hard because when you, I mean, like you think about how many cover conversations we had where it was like marketing wants it to be pink. And you're right. like, I don't like pink. This is not a pink book. No, marketing says pink sells more. Yeah. And they're just like, ah, oh, like, you know, being caught in the middle and knowing that, like, we might not be staying true to the author's vision because we're at the the mercy of the commerce aspect of it. That is yeah. really difficult. And if you yeah. ever want to talk more about that, I could talk your ear off. Oh, my gosh. And how it's, it's, you know, it's really hard to be an author because once you sign over your work, you are at their mercy to some mm-hmm. degree. Yeah. And that's a really scary place to be. And I completely appreciate that. Yeah. You were always really transparent about that. I know Mm -hmm. just from having worked with so many published authors, that's not always the experience. And it's really hard to understand why your cover is being changed, your title, right? We often get really married to our titles. Mm -hmm. And then sales says, no, we're going to name it something. And actually, that's the name of another book that exists and too bad. Like, yeah, these are conversations that I have. Mm -hmm. There's some trust there too. And that's why I really do believe in having these conversations with the editor that you're going to work with, mm-hmm. with your agent, you know, getting on the phone and making sure that you do trust them yeah. to 
be that story doula, right? Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. So good. Yeah. Where can our listeners find you if they are interested in working with you? I have um, a website. It's uh, Jody Warshaw Edits. Yay. Mm-hmm. I'll link to it in the show notes so you all don't have to like write this down at the gym or while you're driving. So you can find me on my website and that shows all of the books that I've worked on and the services that I offer. And I'm, I, you know, I'm willing to tailor my work to an author's needs. So it's not just what's on my website. I love that. Thank you, Jody. This is such a pleasure. And I already anticipate that I'll be getting amazing emails about this episode. So thank you. Oh, I hope so. Well, thank you yeah. so much for having me. It's been such yeah. a joy. Want to get coached on this podcast? Visit evenbetter.co, that's evenbetter.co, to sign up and to learn more about how you can create an even better career as an author. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to leave a brief review. Thanks so much for listening.